a contest. I need someone who knows absolutely nothing about construction. Is there anybody here? How about you, Missy, right there on the front row? Do you know anything about construction? Okay, come on up. We're going to build us a... Just stay over there. Just don't come up yet, okay? We're going to have a contest to see who can build the tallest tower, okay? Now, you can't start till I say go, okay? And you stay over there. Now, I'm going to build my tower right here, okay? And you're going to build your tower here, okay? And I'm going to show you how it goes, okay? You're going to take your you're going to take your blocks and stack them, okay? And the object is to build the tallest tower. What you really want is to build the tallest tower the fastest. Don't go yet, though. Wait, you have to wait until I say start, okay? Now, when I say start, you can go ahead and start, but I didn't say start for you yet, okay? Okay, go ahead and start. No running, no running. Slow down over there, because you got to build the tallest tower. The object is to get... The object is to get really tall. You want to really... tried hard though didn't you that ought to be worth look mr dan i built the tallest tower I see i'm that, number Bubba. one uh you still haven't quite got about humility yet or anything but humility. it's it, all about me mr uh, dan I, yeah i understand that because well, i you built don't mind tower. leaving that tower there we're going to talk about a tower today so sure. maybe you can listen you and admire my work you go right ahead all right well thank you for coming and Bubba, but, so, maybe better luck next time huh yeah, okay. Bye now. All right. You, you go back and listen, all right? Okay, I'll listen. All right. Well, how's everybody doing? Have you had a good time so far? Well, good. We have a great time with kids here at Kids World. And what you see up here is what we do every week. And uh, we, have a, we have just an awesome time with your kids. And it's a privilege to work with them and to teach them about what God's Word says. Each month we have a virtue that we learn. Uh, last month was about self-control. As pastor was in here talking about anger, we were learning about self-control. Uh, this month, all month long, we'll be talking about humility. This will be the only week that the kids will be in the auditorium with us. Uh, the rest of the time they'll be in their environments with us, but we'll all, as a whole church body, will be learning about humility. And humility, let's throw that definition up there, tech dudes. Humility is putting others first by giving up what you think you deserve. And that's what we're going to talk about today. But before we get into that, there's a couple things I'd like just to throw by you. One is you heard Bubba and, and Debbie talk about Watermark Weekend. That's coming up August 24th. We're just going to have one service. It'll be at 1030 in the morning. It'll be outside, Lord willing, unless it's raining, then it'll be inside. But uh, it's going to be outside on this corner out here. And we're going to have a guy in our church. He's actually going to build a pool into the ground. Isn't that cool? And, uh, and uh, we're going to baptize all the people and have a barbecue 
barbecue and there'll be tents out there and, and we're taking the inflatables out for the kids and there'll be face painting and water games, all sorts of fun. And we're just going to have a great time that Sunday. And it's from 1030 till noon will be the baptismal service. Lance and the band will be out there jamming away. And then uh, from about 12 to about 130 or so, we'll have the food and fun and games. And we want you to come, invite your neighbors and friends. But what Watermark Weekend is, is just these people that have decided to follow Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and they're taking the next step. They want everyone to know that they're a follower of Jesus Christ. And when you get baptized, it doesn't save you. You've already done that part. It's just the next step of obedience. And if you haven't done that and you would like to, you can just go to our webpage and sign up on our webpage, newspring.org. And there's a, a baptismal watermark icon that you can hit and get there. But we invite you to do that. It's going to be an awesome time. You don't want to miss it. And then also, uh, one thing that we talked about in the other two services we want to mention, because uh, people have been asking why we're doing this, we're doing birthday parties here at New Spring Church, and you can sign up online to do that. The reason we do this is not just to give us something else to do. We're busy enough the way it is. But it is an awesome way for kids that don't go to church, only 25% of the ch- children in Wichita, Kansas, go to church on a regular basis. And so for all those kids that don't come to church, we want them to give them an opportunity to see our environment. So we want one of our kids at our church to have a birthday party, invite 30 or 40 kids from their classroom or their, uh, from the neighborhood and come into our environments, have a custom-made puppet show, hear the story of Jesus. We give them all invitations to come back and that's why we do birthday parties. And you know, almost every birthday party we've had so far, some family has visited the next Sunday because of our environments and because of what we do with kids. And so that's what that's all about. Right now we're pretty much booked up through August. And, uh, but if you'd like to have any of your birthday parties here. We'll even do your 60-year-old. You know, if you're going to have a 60-year-old, 60 uh, birthday, uh, if you want to come celebrate with the puppets, Carlo will arrange that for you. But it is an awesome uh, time, and that's why we do it. We want to build bridges to the community so they can see what we're all about. How many people came to the Tim Hawkins concert, the comedian? Oh, wasn't that awesome? He was. And, you know, we love our volunteers here, and that's what that, that whole thing was about, was to not only appreciate our volunteers and all of you, all the hundreds of you that help us at New Spring Church, we can't do it without you, but also that was a bridge to the community, to get people to come into our church doors, realize that we're not weirdos and we drink red Kool-Aid, and that, you know, we're just, we're just a bunch of forgiven people having a great time in the Lord. And, but for those of you that volunteer, we appreciate you so much, and you're probably wondering why we don't have Kids World up and running. The reason is being we appreciate our volunteers so much when a holiday comes, we know they want to go visit family and friends sometimes. And if we can't do Kids World to our max and to our best, then we don't really want to run it just to babysit kids. We do, their, we do this for a ministry. We want to teach kids. Also, it gives us a chance to bring the families together just to have a good time. So parents, I want you to relax. Don't worry about your kids if they're talking to you during the sermon. I mean, I have, uh, I have talks where I had the first kid in the front row throw up while I'm doing the lesson. So there's not much of a distraction to me, okay? Now, for a pastor and people that aren't used to that, that does come to be a distraction. But today, as kids in here, we realize that we're going to have a ball. And so just sit back and relax. And uh, we're going to do some fun things at the end before we go home today. But we are talking about humility. In our story in our Bible, which Bubba kind of started with this tower, there's a, there's a Bible story in the book of uh, Genesis, which is in the New Old Testament, first book of the Bible. And it's in about chapter 11. And it talks about Noah's 
descendants. And what Noah, God told Noah when they got off the ark that you need to take your people and be fruitful and multiply and scatter yourself all over the earth and inhabit all the earth. And that's what God's plan was. Well, these group of people in chapter 11 decided they really didn't want to do what God wanted them to do. It was all about them. And it wasn't about God. It was just all about them. And so they came to a plane and they decided to, where there's a nice flat spot, to build a city and a tower. And so they got all their guys together and they said, let's not only build a city, but if we build a city, let's put a big tower on it, reaching to the skies, reaching to the heavens. And that's what they did. But God didn't want them to do that. It wasn't about them at all. It was about God and they failed to realize that. And so humility is putting others first and giving up what you think you deserve. And they thought they deserved a tower, but God said, no, that's not what I want you to do. So these guys showed up to work. You know, they were all excited. They started to build the tower. They built the walls. They built the city. And they said, if we built this, we will not have to be scattered among the earth. And they all spoke the same language. That's what the Bible says. And we'll read it here in just a few moments. In fact, let's just read it right now since I'm near my Bible. They began saying to the other, let's make bricks, harden them with fire. In this region, bricks were used instead of stone and tar was used for mortar. Then they said, come, let us build a great city for ourselves with a tower that reaches to the sky. This will make us famous and keep us from being scattered all over the world. And that wasn't, that wasn't very humble at all. That was very proudful. And God did not want them to do that. So kids, you know what God had to do? God came down and confused their language. He made all the people in that town speak different languages. Can you imagine going to your school or your workplace and you showed up on a Monday morning like tomorrow and everybody in your school or everybody in your workplace at Boeing or Spirit or Coke or wherever, Subway, McDonald's, wherever you work, and everybody spoke a different language. That's what God did to them. That, the Tower of Babel means confusion. And they confused everybody. And so they couldn't work together anymore. You can imagine if you were building an airplane and you didn't understand anybody around you and all 200 employees were doing something different. What would an airplane look like? And so that's what God did. He confused their language. He said, you will no longer speak the same languages. You're going to speak totally different languages. And that will force you to move out and be where God wants you to be. And so that's what God did. And so that is our story. But what do we learn from that story? What do we learn even about humility? And uh, that is what we're going to do really quick. And then we're going to get some, continue some fun stuff here. Like we talked about, humility is putting others first by giving up what you think you deserve. In the United States of America, you very rarely ever hear anybody talk about humility. I'm sure most of you guys and gals have never bought a $500 ticket or $299 ticket to go to a Marriott or a residence inn or something and uh, learn from a speaker on how to be humble. Have you? You know, four hours jam session on how to be humble, how to be put others first in your life. No, that's not what you go to seminars for usually. It's how to get ahead, how to have other people work for you, how to have 900 people underneath you to make you more money so you can retire and, you know, uh, vacation year round and all that stuff. It's not ever about putting somebody first. But today we're going to be talking about what God wants us to know about putting other people's first and giving up what you think you deserve. And, uh, you know, our bottom line today, every week at Kids World, we have a bottom line. This is what we want the kids to tell you when you pick them up. And our bottom line for today is God wants you to remember it's not all about you. God wants to remember it's not all about you. So let's dive into seven things that God uh, wants us to know about humility. Number one, 
God has a plan for each person's life. You do realize that? It doesn't matter from the kid over here that's two years old or the adult over here that's 70 years old. God has a plan for your life. He knows all about you. He knows what makes you work inside. He knows what your likes, your dislikes are. He knows everything about you. But listen up. This is cool. If you just remember this and what humility is, you can go home. In fact, we'll stay to the end, but you can go home and just remember these two things. Uh, pride, pride kills our ability to follow God's plan. You realize that? Pride kills our ability to follow God's plan. If you have pride in your life, chances are you're not going to follow God very well. You want to do what you want to do and not what God wants you to do. And that's what the people back there in Genesis, that's what they, that's what they were doing. They wanted to do what they wanted to do. They didn't want to do what God wanted them to do, and God had to take care of that. Number two. Well, let me go back. In 1 Peter 5, and I think it's in James 4, the Bible says that God opposes the proud but favors the humble. Don't you want God to favor you? You don't want God to oppose you, but in the Bible, God says that I oppose the proud, but I favor the humble. It's pretty important to God. Number two, how big is God? The bigger view of God you have, the more you can humble yourself and trust him in every aspect of your life. Is your view of God small? Do you have a small God in your life? You know, you trust him with some stuff, simple stuff like safety to and from work or, you know, having enough money to pay your utilities. Or do you trust God with everything? Do you have a big view of God that you're willing to have God take over your financing? You, you know, that you understand what tithing meant and that 10% of everything you earn should go to your local body of believers to help the ministry of the church. But, you know, some of us have small views of God. So, hey, God, you know, this finance thing, you take care of my safety and my family and my home and my job. But when it comes to the financing, I need to take care of that. You're not big enough to handle that. And sometimes our willingness to be humbled is our view of God, how big we think our God is. Number three. God measures success based on our obedience. God clearly says in his word that uh, if we humble ourselves, he will lift us up. In Matthew chapter 23, verse 12, it says, But those who will exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. You know, and what's cool about that, we have that in that story today. Let me read this to you again. This is, this is uh, out of the NLT. In verse 4, it says, They said to themselves, Come, let us build a great city for ourselves with a tower that reaches into the sky. This will make us famous and keep us from being scattered all over the world. They wanted self-promotion. They wanted to be famous by building this tower and city walls. But in the next chapter, we, we get introduced to a guy named Abram, and his name will be changed to Abraham in about chapter 17 of Genesis. But right now, the Lord is, uh, his name is Abram. And listen to what the Lord said to Abram. The Lord said to Abram, leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make you famous. And you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. And all the families of the earth will be blessed through you. Isn't that amazing? The first group of people said, we want to be famous, so we have to do it. Let's do this. Let's build ourselves up some pride. And we don't care what God says. We're just going to do it ourselves because we want to be famous. And the very next chapter, God says, Abraham, if you do what I tell you to do, I will make you famous. That's a God promotion. And there's nothing like it. God, when he promotes your life, it is amazing. More than you can ever dream of. 
more than ever you can dream of. I mean, just in my life, the things I have gotten to do because of following God. I mean, I couldn't have planned it better. The things that I got to do just because of following God. You know, pastor tells a story. He really wanted to be an attorney or news reporter. Did you know that? And he's a pastor. I mean, he missed it by that much, but that's what God told him to do. But you know, he always wanted to be on TV being a news reporter and an attorney. Now, when you listen to Pastor Mark preach, doesn't he sound kind of like an attorney, you know, stating the case, laying it all out? He's amazing that way. He's awesome. And then also we have a television ministry. God still let him do what he really wanted to do, but he's a pastor doing those same things because God promoted his life. And that is amazing. I mean, that's what God will do with your life. If you just kind of move out of the driver's seat and let God take control, he will do the same thing for each one of us, whether we're two, whether we're 22, or whether we're 102. God will do that for you. Okay, number four, kids. We're at number four. Level four is humility will change our church. Can you imagine what it would be like to come to a church where we all thought about others? And we gave up what we thought we deserved. Ooh, can you imagine? I am so excited to be a part of the staff of New Spring Church. We have made this transition over the last few years where we're no longer inward focused. It's all about us. It, it, we're outward focused now. We're all, it's all about those people that aren't here yet. We're glad that you're here and we want you to serve and get God's word in your life and praise and worship. But what we do here is for the people that aren't here yet. We want to create environments. What Lance does on the stage, what Mark does on the stage, what we do in Kids World, it's, it's for the people that aren't here yet, that need to come and hear God loves them and God wants to be a part of their life. That's what we do, what we do. But can you imagine if all, every single one of us in this church started putting other people first, what our church would look like? We'd never have run out of volunteers. We'd never run out of anything because God's people would come together and say, it's all about others, it's not about me. You know, it doesn't matter what song Lance sings, it doesn't matter what version of the Bible pastor reads, it doesn't matter what, whether pastor's wearing jeans or he's wearing dress slacks or he's wearing a tie or no tie. It, you know, we give up everything we think we deserve by putting other people first. And what would our church look like if we all had more humility? What would it look like? What would we do? Okay, that was number four. Number five. This gets a little tough because it's getting closer to home. Humility will change your marriage and family. Just think about if we all learned humility, we never reach it, we never get it 100% and we're perfect at it, but what if each one of us had humility in our home? What if we each thought of the other person first and gave up what we think we deserve? You know, now I don't want you to raise your hand, but how many, how many is this a scenario when you go home? Dad comes home from work, mom might come home from work, and uh, you know, dad takes his remote and jumps into the recliner, turns on ESPN, mom's working in the kitchen, the kids are playing Xbox, all of a sudden the dinner bell rings, the kids and dad comes to the table and say, this is what we're having? Uh, yes, this is what we're having. And uh, we ate, and then everybody shoots away from the table. Mom is there in the kitchen doing the dishes. Dad is still in the recliner falling asleep with some popcorn dribbling down in front of his shirt. And the kids are still playing Xbox. Well, what would happen if humility came and charged that home up? What would happen if the dad came in and said, honey, I can't cook worth a lick, but if you cook the meal, me and the kids will clean up afterwards, and you go sit in my recliner and get the remote and watch HGTV for a while. Ooh. All God's women said, that's right, I'm preaching to you, ain't I? 
But, you know, and just think if the kids would say, man, it's not all about us. You don't need to take me to soccer practice, drama practice, cheerleading practice, sports camp, ice skating on Friday night, bowling on Saturday night. What if one time, kids, you just went to your mom and dad and said, you know, this Friday, I don't need a ride anywhere. I'm just going to stay home and dust the house. (laughs) Woo! Yeah. Huh? What would that look like? Or teenage boys, you know, your dad's out there sweating, mowing the yard. What if you cancel your date with your girlfriend and say, you know, instead of going out, I'm inviting my girlfriend over and I'm going to trim the yard while she mows the yard for you, dad. (laughs) Oh, I'm here to tell you, that's right. But what would it change in your marriage and home if you infused humility into it? What would your life be like? What would it be like when you're driving? You know, we, uh, a couple weeks ago, I was in Boston, and, uh, <clears throat> you know, Boston is rated the second worst drivers and rudest drivers in the country. Miami's number one, but Boston's number two, which I, I kind of differ with that. I think really Boston gets the championship uh, more than just in basketball. But uh, they are unbelievable. It doesn't matter where you have two inches in front of your car, someone will just come racing in there and just jump right in. I mean, their motto in that state is the other guy has brakes, you know? And that's what they believe. It doesn't matter if you're going down the freeway. I mean, some guy will just pull right in front of you at a dead stop and not think anything of it. And they don't, they wave at you, but it's not the friendly wave when they're out there. And you know, all the time we were there, we were there about eight days. I never had anybody wave me into traffic or say, oh, go ahead. You go first. Oh no, it's, you're in my way. Move out. But what would it be like if we had humility while we were driving our car? How about when we're leaving the parking lot today that we don't run over the police officer down there at the corner, huh? You know, that's just not our mentality. We think we deserve to have the right of way on every road, that there should be at least 10 car lengths in front of us, open space. If we want to gun it, we should be able to gun it without anybody getting in our way. That is our standard. But we got to think about what God would do and what Jesus would do uh, in that situation. Okay. Number six, here we go. We just talked about Jesus and what he would do. He doesn't talk about driving in the Bible, but I'll read you something else that's just as good. Humility is demonstrated by Jesus. Let me read this to you. Now, our verse from today, you all got your refrigerator doors. We expect you to take these home, put them on your refrigerator. You get one every week. And in here is our verse, and it's out of the NIV, Philippians 2.3. That's Philippians, not the Philippines. Philippians 2.3, it's out of the NIV. I'm going to read you that same verse out of the NLT, and that's where we're going to start. Philippians 2, verse 3 in the NLT, don't be selfish, don't try to impress others, be humble of thinking of others better than yourselves. Don't look out for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have, you must have, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of his equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. Therefore, God elevated him. There's the God promotion. Therefore, God elevated him to a place of highest honor and gave him the name above all names that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of the Father. Now, you know, uh, Christ was equal with God, but yet he humbled himself to come as a rescue mission to pay for the penalty of your sin and my sin on the cross. I mean, that's pretty awesome. So if God and Christ Jesus can humble themselves to come and pay the penalty 
that Jesus can pay the penalty of the sin to be that humble, to be the, you know, the creator of the world and yet to humble himself, become a human, to live 33 years on this earth and die on a cruel cross to pay the penalty for your sin and my sin. How much more should we be humble? Number seven, and it ties right into number six, humility is necessary for salvation. No one comes to Christ Jesus or God the Father and says, I demand to be in heaven. I deserve heaven, that's what I deserve, so you just save me and save me now because I deserve it. You don't come before Jesus with that. When you want to be saved, you realize that you're a sinner, that you have messed your life up royally, that you don't deserve heaven at all. You deserve hell. We all deserve hell. But Jesus loved us so much that he was willing to come down and hang on a cross and pay the penalty for your sin and my sin. And all he asks us to do is to believe that he did that and receive him into our lives. And he will come in and change our life. But we have to humble ourselves before him and realize that we need to be rescued. You know, if you were out in the middle of the ocean and you didn't have anything except your good two feet and hands and you were doing the dog paddle and there was a Coast Guard ship coming up next to you and they threw over a life preserver, if you didn't grab the life preserver, you'd be, you'd sink. The fish would have you for fish food. But God, you have to humble yourself and cling on to that ring and say, pull me in. You know, can you imagine we were out there in the middle of the ocean and say, hey, I don't need your guys' help, you know. I'm a self-made man. I can do this myself. I'm 30 miles from shore. It's no big deal. I can make it. I can do this myself. So you just get that big hunk of steel out of my way. You wouldn't be saved, would you? It's only if that man humbles himself and says, man, I was an idiot. I lost my boat. I lost everything I had, and I'm out here. And humbly, he is thankful that that ring is there that he can grab onto. Same way with salvation. You know, we have to say, God, I messed up my life, and I want you to save it. I want you to come in and change me. And that's what salvation is. It's new life in Christ. And I want to give you that opportunity right now. If you just bow your heads and close your eyes, no one looking around. If you know for sure that you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, I'd like to give you that opportunity. The Bible says if we believe that Jesus Christ came and died on a cross and that he was buried for three days and he rose again and he sits in heaven with his Father, if we believe that, Jesus says you can be saved. And we just have to say, Jesus, I made a total mess of my life and I want you to come in and change it and I will trust you to do that. Please forgive me of all the sins I have done against you, but come into my life and save me and listen to me. You can do that right now. And it doesn't matter whether you're five years old or 50. It doesn't matter where you've been at New Spring Church for 10 years. This is your very first Sunday to walk in these doors or this is your 10th Sunday. And maybe you've heard Pastor Mark up here and Lance give the plan of salvation over and over again and you're saying to yourself, one of these Sundays, I'm going to pray that prayer, and I'm going to accept Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. You can do that right now. You don't have to say these exact words. I'm just going to pray a prayer, and you can say them in your heart. Father, thank you for coming to die for me on the cross, and I am sorry for all the sins that I have ever committed. Please come into my life and change me. I totally trust you to take me to heaven when I die. Thank you for saving me. I'll serve you forever. In your name we pray.
amen. Now, if you did that this morning, if you filled out that bottom part of the worship folder and it says, I've accepted Jesus Christ today, we'll send you a packet of material in the mail. Uh, this new believers packet, there's DVDs and CDs in here and some literature that you can have. Or if you want to get it today, if you're like me and you'd want it right away, if you just go out these doors to the New Spring store or guest services and just give them that slip of paper and said, I prayed with Mr. Dan today to receive Christ, they'll give you this uh, packet at no extra charge whatsoever. Well, the ushers are going to come, and when they do, I just want to tell you about this uh, family time packet. These are available at the New Spring store. We're going to give a few away here during our game time here at the end. This whole packet is designed for this month. It's uh, called Humility, and what this does is to give you teaching tools for your kids. There's a CD in here that you listen to in your car when you're driving. There's a bedtime part when you're putting your kids to bed. There's a morning wake-up time when when you're first with your kids in the morning. Awesome, awesome material. These are only $10. And if you really like them, you can sign up for a yearly subscription at 252basics.org. And every month, next month, we'll be talking about honor in Kids World. They'll send you this packet at the beginning of the month. These are only $10. I think we have a few left. If you go back to New Spring Store, they'll let you have those. But that is, that is a great, great opportunity. And one last thing. And then ushers, you can usher, all right? One last thing, uh, you know, as we did this, if you love what you saw up here, if you love interacting with kids and doing fun things to allow them to learn about Christ, we invite you to help us in Kids World. If you go out to this check-in station on this side, there are some Kids World applications. You can fill one of those out, and we'll get in contact with you. But working with kids is awesome. You know, we love kids, and we wanted them to know what God's Word says for them. And we believe, uh, you know, we minister to them. We don't babysit them. We engage them and have fun with them. And if that trips your trigger, uh, please get one of those applications because we'll have a great time. And then uh, also, don't forget, I don't know if I mentioned this or not, if you'd like to help a kid to go to camp, it costs $290 for a third to fifth grader to go to camp. And there's a few kids in our church that can't afford the whole amount, and they've been working around the church helping us out. But if you can help with any scholarship fund, if you just write on your check, Kids Camp or Dan, Mr. Dan's Camp or Center Kid Camp, that would be a blessing to those kids. Uh, we don't want you to take it away from your tithe or your mission giving or divert funds. But if you have any little extra that you can help a kid go to camp this July 21st, it would be awesome, and we would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Well, let's pray. And then watch this up on the video screens, please. Father, thank you for this time we had with our kids and our families. We hope that you will let us remember what humility is, putting other people's first by giving up what we think we deserve. Just be with this offering as people give their tithes and offerings to support the local church here. And then as we give our mission offering to support missionaries around the world. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen.